This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hey everybody, Sean here giving you the obligatory intro to this week's episode. This is the second part to our table read. To give you a little bit of a backstory, uh, back in the mid-90s, Kevin Smith wrote a script called Superman Lives. It's based on the story from the comics where Superman battles Doomsday and he dies and he comes back to life. And it was supposed to be a film that was going to be directed by Tim Burton and Nicolas Cage was going to play Superman. Uh, It was going to be a hot mess. I mean, you should really go and watch the documentary The Death of Superman Lives to really get the entire story. Uh, But anyway, Tim Burton passed on uh, Kevin Smith's script and eventually the whole thing got scrapped. Uh, And what we eventually got was Superman Returns instead. But the script has been floating around out there online ever since. You can find it pretty pretty easily just by doing a Google search. So we did a table read of the script, and it was a lot of fun. Scott Madison joined us. We also got Virginia's boyfriend Shane and Rick's wife Emily to help us out with it. Uh, I want to thank them for joining us. Uh, the first part that I released a couple of weeks ago was actually recorded a year ago. With that many people on the show, it was hard to get everybody's schedules to line up so that we could complete it. I moved uh, into an apartment. Rick moved into a new apartment. And uh, it just it, it took us a whole year to finally get everybody uh, synced up and the planets to line up so that this last month we were able to record the remainder. So that's what you're going to hear tonight is part two of Superman Lives. If you like what you hear, head over to our Facebook group or go to our website at CosmicPotato.com and give us some feedback. Tell us that, uh, if you enjoyed this, whether or not you'd like to hear us do more shows like this. And uh, and share the episode on your social media so we can get, get it out there to more people, help more people find the show. Okay, you've heard me drone on long enough. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's turn on the theme music and get the show started. In a world without a single unified voice, humanity has been left searching for answers to the unknown. Now, one podcast has the power to change that and to spread its voice across the earth for all mankind to hear. Welcome to Cosmic Potato. The Super Fan Talk Podcast. All right, I'm going to warn you all now. I am woefully under unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I, I am literally just looking at uh, the script. Hang on, I'll be with you in a minute. Well, there's not a who's the um, there's not a ton of preparing to do because I mean we're just going to read the script. So yeah, but can y'all hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yes, we can. Yes. Okay. Presumably, I'll be right there. I, I would know what characters I'm playing. Well, I have the list. I sent the list this morning. You did? No, so you're not you're not hearing what I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, didn't. you didn't. I am woefully unprepared. I am the I, I, I am the narrator and Lex. Uh, yeah, I know. I I, I mean, I, I know that I'm I know that I'm Brainiac. I, I see that I'm Jor-El. But it's like the little characters. That's what I, that's what I mean. Darius, the fire chief, 
And I've got you down as Deadshot, but I don't think Deadshot is in this part. I think he was only in that one no, scene he's not. in the in the first part. So, wow, that's good because it was it was it would have been difficult for me to recreate that that <laughs> Deadshot voice. I don't know what the hell that was. I'm gonna re- before I put out part one. I'm gonna record a thing explaining that there's a year's difference. So <laughs> if there, <laughs> if there's if there's a difference in voices, it's it's not gonna matter that much. My character is brought back from the dead, so that's why my voice is like, <laughs> I got a great excuse. He's going to play it as zombie Superman. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I played, uh, last episode, I played Perry White as, you know, just kind of, you know, gruff and, and terse businessman. I'm really tempted to make him Futurama Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, play play Lois, What are you going to do? <laughs> I don't see Fire Chief in the script. Uh, Fire Chief? Call something else? And he he may he may have only been in the That's first during. Part. No, there the Fire Chief is right after uh, Eradicator and Superman return to Earth. And there's a fire and oh, that's called Chief. Is, yeah, that's called Chief. I think so. Probably. Yeah. All right, there we go. I didn't get much further than that. This script is so. F- Awful. It's not great. <laughs> yeah, it's not. And I, and, I was, work. and I was trying to think. Okay, well, is it just? Is it just because it's very nineties? No, it's the dialogue is not good. I'm I'm hoping it's just you know got a serious case of being the first draft and was never revisited. Yeah, and and Kevin Smith was in his twenties when he wrote this. Yeah, so this was clear. like and, this is right after Clerks. And he had that insane producer telling him to do all that stupid shit with polar bears and spiders and crap. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and start. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. Welcome to Cosmic Potato. The Super Fan Talk Podcast. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. We've got you covered with everything from Marvel to Star Wars. I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. Classic films, trivia games, and beyond. Come to the coast and get together, have a few laughs. Now, on with the show. Keep that change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean Ray and we are not going to waste a lot of time on pleasantries tonight. We're going we're to continue our table read of uh, Superman Lives by Kevin Smith. If you didn't listen to part one, go back and listen to our last episode. Uh, this is the script that Kevin Smith wrote in the 90s that ended up being one of the most famous films never made. And I'm going to quickly uh, welcome our panel. First of all, we have John Irons. How's it going, sir? It's going great. We have Rick and his wife Emily. How are, how's it going, everybody? Greetings. Hello. Uh, we have Scott Madison. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the hosts of uh, Wait You've Never Seen, Virginia and Shane. How's it going? Good. Hello, hello. And I'll form the head. So Thanks. we're gonna just we're we're just gonna pick up where we left off. So, like I said, if you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to part one. But <laughs> not not even a not even a when last we left our hero, he was dead. 
when last we left our hero. <laughs> well, spoilers if you haven't seen, the, if you didn't listen to the first part. Yeah, okay. The, Buckle in, folks. This Superman is going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> the, the, the last thing that happened was that Superman's body had disappeared Star Trek style. So, <laughs> Superman Lives Part 2. Dream sequence. We smash cut into a speeding tracking shot, traveling on electrical impulses through the torturous path of Superman's brain. I'm waiting for you to say hearing. Huh? It's, it's oh, voiceovers. Hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, my son. A close-up of Jor-El fades into view. It's been many years since you've looked upon the face of your birth father through infant eyes. I only wish this message came to you under better circumstances. Jor-El and Laura work in their lab. They step back to reveal the eradicator who sits up and opens his eyes. Your mother and I spent years constructing an autonomous, free-form computer in order to study more closely the volatile core of our home world. The Eradicator emerges from a deep, smoky shaft. We, sorry, we named the. <laughs> I knew, I knew you were going to say something. <laughs> no, I didn't. Even... <sighs> <laughs> we named the living computer the Eradicator after a Kryptonian mythological figure. The Eradicator plugs himself into the computer in their lab. On the monitor, images of the planet's volatile core appear. After a beat, the, a metal shaft appears in the lava. It confirmed our worst fears. The planet was unstable. But even more horrifying was the cause of the duress. Then alarms sound and lights flash. The screen goes black, filling with the symbol of Brainiac. The Brainiac system had come from off-world, brought online to police the planet. We learned it was up to far more than that. Bound in handcuffs and illuminated by a shaft of light, Jor-El stands before Brainiac in a dark, darkened chamber. I didn't realize that Brainiac and Jor-El were going to be talking to each other, John. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's fine. They're not really talking to each other. They're both addressing the council. <clears throat> I discovered the renegade science officer, Jor-El, engaged in illegal planetary experimentation. How does the accused plea? I'll plea anything you wish if the council will hear my plea that the planet be evacuated now. In moments, Krypton will perish. Brainiac, is there any validity to Jor-El's claims? None. He is lying. The planet is in no danger, but Jor-El himself represents a threat. He has ignored the tempered technology code and constructed a sentient computer system with a perpetual battery, the Eradicator. A second shaft of light illuminates the Eradicator, sealed in a glass containment chamber. The Eradicator's not the threat. Brainiac is. The data we collected points to him as the cause of the core's instability. He is siphoning off the planet's energy. Suddenly, a beam shoots out of the Brainiac symbol, striking the Eradicator, absorbing its power. Brainiac had intended to fashion a body for him. Wait. He has his voice over. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if this is a uh, calm Jarrell or angry Jarrell. Brainiac had intended to fashion a body for himself using the energy from the planet's core. In a containment chamber, Brainiac's body begins growing. A schematic of the goal is pictured on a monitor. But by absorbing the eradicator, not only could he have the body he so desired, he'd also possess a, a perpetual battery by which to power it indefinitely. 
Ironically, his drain on the planet's core finally took its toll. The council chamber begins to shudder and crumble. A piece of ceiling breaks free and crashes into the monitor, breaking the connection with the eradicator. In the containment chamber, the body formation, the body formation stops, resulting in a half-formed brainiac. The view screen fills with brainiac symbol, shuddering. No! Facing the destruction he created, Brainiac was forced to depart Krypton on a craft he constructed in secrecy without the body he so desired. Interior Jor-El's launch pad. Lara hands the infant Superman to Jor-El. He holds the child in his arms, addressing the camera. The room is shuddering and falling apart. The planet is in its final moments, my son. As I hold you... Oh my god, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This is so bad. (laughs) Yeah, this is what I, I would be doing if I'm putting my infant son and my planet's blowing up. As I hold you, right. It's I'm, fortunate that both Brainiac and Jorel's launch pads were like really close to the council chamber. <laughs> <laughs> the planet's in its final moments, my son. As I hold you one last time, I record this message to be viewed in the in the event the Marauder Brainiac ever tracks either you or the Eradicator back to the planet I'm sending you. Earth. Avoid him at all costs. I've used these last minutes to code your chrono frequency with, into the Eradicator. In the event of a significant drop in your vital signs, the Eradicator will come to your aid. Um, he hugs the infant. Be well, Kalel. You were so cherished. As Jorel hands the infant to the Eradicator, static fills the screen. Interior, fortress, close up on Superman's face. Superman lays in a Kryptonian resuscitation chamber. Arms folded over his chest. He is immersed in a gelatinous green mass. His eyes snap open and he sits bolt upright. Breaking out of the dense goo, he throws up a lungful of the muck, inhales deeply. <laughs> Father! He slowly rises, wiping the jelly from his body and face. The old blue and red togs are gone, replaced by a black resuscitation suit. Then there are ripples along the surface of the gelatin within the resuscitation chamber. The Eradicator rises behind Superman. Eradicator? Who's the Eradicator? I think that's Scott. Is that Scott? I unmuted my microphone and failed to unmute my microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're here. So it wasn't me who did that, was it? (laughs) You know, I want to be like you every way I can. (laughs) Aww. Greetings, son of Jor-El. Superman turns quickly to see the Eradicator. He looks from he looks from E to where the resusc- resuscitative bath no longer is, save for some remnants of the goo. Superman then looks back at the Eradicator, dazed. It has been some time since last we met. Your hardware has improved, and now you wear clothes. <laughs> I... I, I. I saw my father, Jorel. It was like my life flashed before my eyes, but it was from a part of my life I don't remember. Krypton, I'd never seen it. I saw my birth parents, but not Ma and Pa. And Lois? Why didn't I see her? You'd think your final reflection would include the most important person in your life. Perhaps because your reflection was far from final. Superman stares at the Eradicator, slowly grasping, then... Um, 
Alive? The Eradicator nods. Superman leaps to his feet triumphantly. The Eradicator proceeds around the chamber, constructing a small two-man ship. I'm alive! Then that was just a dream? A message downloaded it into your cerebral cortex while you were in the resuscitation bath. You were on Krypton 2 with my father? How did you get here? I was the craft that brought you to this planet years ago. Notices it's gone. The rocket? How? My programming allows me to shapeshift into any form of equal mass to my own humanoid structure. The rocket was only large enough to carry a child, a factor that prevented me from transporting your parents as well as yourself. You've been in the fortress all this time, and I didn't know it? Wait, 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 wait. Did you ever see Lois and I? Uh, well, we were... Well, why the hell didn't you say anything? I was I was programmed to lie dormant until such a time as your vital signs waned. That's never been a factor until now. I'm remembering now. The sun was blocked. My father warned me about a threat from Krypton and the message, Brainiac. Is that the creature I was fighting? No. Brainiac is far more dangerous than that beast. Then I've got to bring him down. Where's my suit? I gotta get back to Metropolis. He leaps as if to take off, but falls to the ground. (sighs) Your powers are still gone. Superman rises to his hands and knees, wide-eyed. He's never been powerless in his life. Except for Superman, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Will they return? Once we get away from the shadowed Earth and closer to the sun, you should be back online. This ship... Will take us off world in less than an hour. Whoa, 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 leave? We must find another world where the sun affects you as it did here. But what about Brainiac? We can't leave all these people behind. When Earth was chosen as your home, it was so that the powers you would manifest would place you above its inhabitants, not so you could be their champion. No, no, we're staying here. We're fighting Brainiac. I don't care if I really die this time. Fortunately, that will never be a factor. The program your father imparted to me before we left the dying Krypton was to ensure your longevity. Superman stares at him, taken aback. I can't die? As long as I function, no. Then all the more reason to go after this Brainiac character. I'm not letting him do to Earth what he did to Krypton. Brainiac has come to this planet to hunt me. He sighed... He seeks my perpetual battery, and he will destroy this world if he must to acquire it. That endangers your life, which is against my programming. We must find a new home. Earth is my home. You expect me to just leave it behind, leave Lois, just to save myself? Yes. Superman offers the Eradicator a sharp, shocked look. This race is as good as extinct, Kal-El. You cannot save them now. I have to at least try. That's in my programming. The Eradicator sees the passion in Superman's eyes. He processes this and stands back. Superman proceeds. The first order of business would be to remove whatever's blocking the sun. But apparently I'm unable to fly, which leaves the question of how to reach that thing. Superman looks to the two-man ship, then back to the Eradicator. Exterior. 
Metropolis, night. We get our first look at what Metropolis has become. The skull ship now rests atop the twin metro towers. And it's grown, encasing the buildings in the steel of its hull, squid-like in nature. The large screen TV that rests atop the WGBS building now airs updates and reports of the Armada's distance from Earth. At the LexCorp building, we we can see Luther, flanked by bodyguards, on the front steps. He stands at a podium before bundled up members of the press. As his designated representative, Brainiac, has asked me to give you this latest update. Exterior, LexCorp building night. At the podium, Lex reads from a prepared statement. According to his calculations, the Armada should completely pass through our solar system in a matter of days, at which time the sun will return. I almost want to say that, at which time the sun will return. (laughs) All that's holy, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) The press let out a a cheer. Lois stands among them, looking on suspiciously. She speaks up. There are rumors of a rebellion of sorts, a group that doesn't necessarily trust or believe either you or Brainiac. Lex's eyes flare briefly, then settle. His, he smiles kindly. Miss Lane, this city, this world, knows how much Brainiac has done for us. There are some people who will take issue with anything for the sake of being contradictory. Don't let their bitter voices echo louder than the joyous praise of the majority. Ironically enough, you were once the bitter minority, complaining about Superman's interference with the planet, yet now you lay like a lapdog at the feet of Brainiac. Why the switch? I did not understand Superman's purpose. Brainiac explained it to me. I only wish that I had known his import before he died. Call me a skeptic, but somehow I don't buy your sincerity, Lex. Well, Miss Lane, it's like the shirt says... Lex rips open his button-down shirt, Superman-style, revealing a t-shirt beneath. On it is the image of a stone-faced brainiac, around whose head the letters spell spell out, I'm a maniac for brainiac. The press cheers. Lex owns them. Close up on shirts. Lois audibly rolls her eyes. (laughs) Cut to Interior League of Nations conference room. The same shirt, only on a different being. Elrond. The little robot sits among the delegates as Brainiac addresses the World Congress. This is like a cartoon. This is like a Smurfs cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) No, the Smurfs are better. (laughs) True. Ladies and gentlemen of the World Congress, it is my conclusion that the marauders who seek to ravage your planet have sent an even deadlier threat than the doomsday creature. The delegates panic. Elrond pulls up his shirt and his chest opens, revealing a projector of sorts. An image of the Eradicator is thrown onto the screen. This being is an anthropomorphic weapon a hundred times more powerful than your atomic bomb. Its detonation, while effectively wiping out half of Earth's population, will also signal the armada of the planet's hidden location. What can we do to prevent this? Utilize your military. Have them locate the weapon, but do not engage it. When you have found it, contact me. I will defuse it. That is all. Interior skull ship bridge. Brainiac and Elrond enter. You sure scared the hell out of those guys. 
which will ensure that they work twice as hard as even us to locate the eradicator technology. Won't Lex Luthor ask questions when he hears about this? He'll know you're lying. We have nothing to fear on this dismal planet, Elron. Least of all the slow-witted Lex Luthor. Brainiac then notices a small marble replica of himself sitting on a pedestal across from the control board. A note is attached, which reads, To Earth's Next Master. Brainiac regards the statue curiously. He looks to Elrond. Speak of the dummy, obviously from Luthor. Not so much a gift as a vulgar, vulgar attempt to stay on your good side. Brainiac seizes the statue and crushes it in his grip. There, amidst the dust, sits a micro spy camera, blinking. So crafty. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Apparently, Lex Luthor is more clever than we gave him credit for. Show the Cretan what he wants to see. Exterior space. The two-man ship rockets through space. Through the windshield, we see the Eradicator at the helm. The lower half of his body makes up the control board, while the upper half operates it. Why would he have to operate himself? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) For that matter, why is he called the Eradicator when his old job is to preserve Superman's life? Isn't that the opposite of eradication? Interior ship. Surrounded by various pieces of what resemble armaments, Superman attempts to pull them on. What is it going to do exactly? We're building you a resuscitative suit. Your trial has left you injured and weakened. These units will expedite your recovery. In Little League, it was easy. It began and ended with a cup. Then tendrils reach out of the Eradicator's back and scoop up the various pieces, outfitting Superman. This will support your strained back muscles. These will repair the fracture in your shoulder. Your ankles will need the support of this. This will protect your vertebrae. And this will handle flossing. Oh. <laughs> the tendrils draw back into their operator, revealing a newly outfitted Superman, minus the S-shield. He looks ready for action. All this and I'm still powerless? But protected. Strap yourself in now, Kalel. We've almost reached our destination. They soar forward. They excuse me. They soar. They soar toward the far off Shadowcaster, interior Lex's office, night close up on a monitor, which displays Brainiac and Elron analyzing a Lex tech schematic on the view screen. Misty and Lex watch the monitor. You were right. He's trying to access the weapons. The weapons division. That's what we're supposed to think. This is a fake. See this? It's pixelated. If this were truly from our surveillance camera, we would see scan lines, like a television image. This picture was created digitally. But how? He's a living computer, Misty. It's certainly not beyond his capacity to manipulate an image. It would seem that Brainiac is onto us and hiding something. How do you want to play it? Like every business deal. Cordial on the surface. Meantime... We put to use that data we've compiled from the diagnostics check on the Shadowcaster technology. And the moment Brainy Knot steps out of the out of line, we simply cut off the chow bag and he thinks we know nut he thinks we know nothing about. You're incredibly attractive when you're when you're like this. It's noon. You've got an interview with the Daily Planet. It's noon already? So hard to tell anymore. As Misty exits, Lois and Jimmy enter. Well, 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 Metropolis's own voice of dissent. 
If I'm the mouthpiece, wouldn't that make you the other cavity? Don't. <laughs> Good old Lois. Always a quipper, aren't you? You want something to print in that rag you work for? Print this. This anti-brainiac rhetoric you've been spouting both today and in the pages of the planet is dangerous. I only pray that your columns continue to be read as merely socio-political criticism and not as an act of sedition. Sedition? Since when is an opinion considered sedition? What do you think those huge ships are? are parade floats? If you unsettle Brainiac with your mistrust, you put this planet in peril. There's nothing. There's not a government on Earth that wouldn't call that sedition. So we wait out the cold and dark bestowed upon us by an alien who's supposedly protecting us from other aliens. Six of one, half dozen of the other. Is that any different from what you... From what Superman did, you were his greatest advocate, Miss Lane. And when in death his true agenda is revealed, you turn against your Man of Steel's own master. The day I believe Superman was in league with Brainiac is the day I quit this. Is the day I quit the city desk and take over the planet's horoscope page. Then start watching the stars, young lady. You've already got most of the world doing that. Jimmy jumps between the verbally sparring pair. This would probably be a great time to take that photo, Mr. Luther. Lex goes soft, smiling at Lois. He rounds the desk and scoots next to her. I'm sure if Miss Lane had it her way, this photo would appear on the obituary page under the heading Luthor, finally out cold. Then Lex drops to the ground, out cold. Reveal Lois palming a small needle, resembling a joy buzzer. (laughs) Oh my god. How long have we got? Dr. Hamilton said about five minutes. Do your thing, kid. Jimmy hits the computer, typing as fast as he can. Exterior, fortress. The skull ship rests on the snowy plains. Brainiac and Elrond emerge, led by General Darris and two soldiers. The president's known about Superman's fortress for years, but we've always respected the Man of Steel's privacy. It wasn't until your address... Oh, address. (laughs) It wasn't until your address that I suggested we investigate the premises for a breach. Very wise of you, General Darius. Good, monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Then, as the trio approach the entranceway, the two polar bears rise from their statue-like positions and attack the escort soldiers, tearing them apart. The bears turn on polar bears. <laughs> the bears turn on Brainiac, who ferociously wrestles the first bear to the ground, savagely breaking its neck. Seeing this, the second bear turns to f- turns and flees. Elrond brushes snow from his master, <laughs> and Darius stands there, open mouthed. You had one job, <laughs> literally one job <laughs> once in your life. <clears throat> Shall we? Interior fortress. Brainiac stops where the resuscitation bath was. A remnant of green goo from the bath lies in the snow. His hand morphs into a mini vacuum of sorts and sucks it up. It's him. The Eradicator was here. Prepare your men for his return, but do not shoot to kill. Leave his capture to... Then Brainiac falters. He looks at his arm, which begins withering, the reversal of how it was affected when he drained the alien craft. Elrond ushers Darius away. All right, show's over. Nothing to see here. Go outside with your drones and march around or something. Darius is ruffled but exits. Brainiac leans on Elrond. 
We have to get you back to the ship, my liege. Mm, no. I will gain my energy by absorbing the Eradicator upon his return. Brainiac withers further. Elrond grabs hold of him, pulling him out of the room. If we don't return to Metropolis and hook you back into the core to maintain your form, you'll be offline in minutes. We'll come back for the Eradicator. He's not going anywhere. Interior, Lex's office, night. On the screen, we see Jimmy gain access to Lex's files. He scrolls through them while Lois looks over the desk, keeping an eye on Luthor's condition. I think I've got something. Jimmy accesses a file marked AI. He opens it, and we get the gist of his backstabbing plans for Brainiac. Well, well, well. Seems the old weasel's not such a maniac for Brainiac after all. That could be helpful down the road. Jimmy pops a disc into the computer downloading the file. (laughs) Disc. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then there's a, a groggy grunt. Lex begins to stir. Lois rushes to his side. She motions to Jimmy, who jumps away from the computer, grabbing the disc. Boing. (laughs) Lois helps Lex to his feet. Well, what happened? You passed out, Lex. Must be all the stress. Must be. Although I wouldn't discount the effect you've been known to have on men, Miss Lane. My girlish charm? Your devilish... Then Lex freezes. He notices his computer is on. Inquisitiveness. Lex looks sharply at Lois. Close up on Lex's eyes as they accuse. Close up on Lois's eyes as they shrug. Back to scene. Then Lois grabs Jimmy and sprints to the balcony. <laughs> Lex punches his intercom. Security, seal all exits now. Exterior Lex's office balcony, night. Lois drags Jimmy outside, slamming the doors behind them. Lois looks in every direction and spots Brainiac's hover skiff. Parked to the side, she looks at Jimmy. Oh, God. <laughs> Gotta be close to a moped, right? Interior no. Lex's office. No, not at all. <laughs> a, a team of Lex Corps <laughs> security piles in. Lex points frantically at the balcony, screaming, Don't let them get away! Shoot to kill! Exterior Lex's off- office balcony night. The security team kicks the doors open and take aim. Lex is right behind them. Lois and Jimmy... Leap aboard the hover jet, gun the engine, and shoot into the air because Jimmy just knows how to do that. Over sure. the heads of Lex and the security team. Fire! He's good with computers, didn't you see? I know. <laughs> and fire they do, unloading a lethal payload into the air. With Jimmy holding on for dear life, Lois maneuvers the oh oh Lois is driving okay. I thought I was driving. Lo- Lois maneuvers the hover jet like a pro, dodging shots left and right. She soars higher into the air, steering the vehicle toward the top of the building. Um, sh- shouldn't we be getting as far away as here as possible, Scoob? <laughs> this, is- <laughs> this is kind of like a date, isn't it, Jimmy? Well, on a date, you get dinner. And a movie. Lois flies over the roof of LexCore, and we reveal the huge holograph device that throws the image of the Armada against the sky. Shoot it, Jimmy. Now we've got all the proof we need. Jimmy takes pictures. (laughs) What just happened? (laughs) Exterior space. Superman and the Eradicator reach the Shadowcaster. It's imposing as hell. 
the eradicator hooks into the satellite and begins processing. Fascinating. You would imagine he would take some security measures. With no interference, I should have it shut down momentarily. But Superman's attention is drawn to the hull of the ship. Eradicator, can you enhance the view screen to X-ray? Interior Eradicator Craft. The visuals Superman sees through the window x-rays until the words LexTech 37 Mm. (laughs) are revealed in a row. Superman growls. What a shock. Exterior space. Suddenly, an electrical charge runs through the Eradicator's hookup. It detaches itself from the Shadowcaster and goes dark. Then Superman and the Eradicator craft and the Eradicator craft begin plummeting toward Earth. Uh, Eradicator. Brainiac's technology has taken a bit out of me, Kyle. The ship continues to fall, the Eradicator seemingly out. We're free falling here. The technology is not only working from a program my processors find too foreign to crack, it has also had a negative impact on my neural net. My systems are shutting down. What? It's akin to the toxic effect kryptonite has on your systems. But but kryptonite leaves me powerless. Bingo. (laughs) Interior skull ship bridge. Elrond throws switches on a control panel. Brainiac lays in the midst of an enormous device. A helm is lowered over his head. He points to Elrond who in turn presses a button. Pure energy shoots through Brainiac, sending him into convulsions. On the device monitor, there is an illustration of the device pulsing with with rising. The amount of Brainiac is sucking up and decreasing the amount he's taking numbers. The source of this power, according to the graphic, the Earth's core. Elrond shuts the machine down. Brainiac throws off the helm, rising. Why did you bring me back here? If we'd waited, the Eradicator would have been mine. My liege, you were nearly powerless. Brainiac seizes the little robot, holding him aloft. If you've interfered with my manifest, you little talking cog, I will absorb the insignificant energy that's wasted on you. Bring us back to the Antarctic now. I will have that technology. Then an alarm goes off. Both Brainiac and Elrond look to the view screen. A mapping system comes on the screen. It zooms in on a free-falling blip located in the upper atmosphere. The pair rush to the control board. Something rapidly descending toward Earth that doesn't match any known terrestrial craft, giving off radiation readings native to you-know-where. Brainiac goes wide-eyed. The technology of Jor-El. Exterior space. The Eradicator ship screams into the lower atmosphere, rocketing at the surface of the planet. Interior Eradicator ship. Superman looks about nervously. Come on, man. Up, up, and away. Exterior space. The Eradicator ship screams through the clouds. The Eradicator ship seems to scream a lot. (laughs) 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 Kermit the Frog. Uh, Racing toward a (laughs) landmass. (laughs) I'm attempting a cross-relay with my transnet. Should take approximately 30 minutes. Interior Eradicator Craft. Superman punches at the control panel. 
We don't have 30 minutes. We're going down. I did not come this far in life and cheat death just to die in what's essentially a plane crash. Ah, uh, never mind. Here we are. The Eradicator comes back online as the craft's interior lights come back up. Exterior, Coast City, night. Just in time to pull its nose up, narrowly missing a violent impact with the ground and coming to a rocky landing in the midst of a desolate city. Interior, Skull Ship Bridge. Brainiac and Elrond stare up at the view screen. Lock on to that signal. We'll follow it to the source. The mapping system disappears, replaced by signal lost. What the? Where did it go? It's cloaking itself. It's on its way here to Metropolis. It means to enter the city undetected to revive the Kryptonian's body. Then surely the League of Nations search teams will pick it up on radar. I'm leaving nothing to chance. It may be cloaked now, but cloaks are the simple encryption programs. Break its code. Do not fail me, little robot. (laughs) (laughs) Exterior, Coast City, night. Superman and the Eradicator climb out of the flying craft. Superman hugs the ground, sweating bullets, breathing heavily. Wow. Is this this your idea of preserving my life? It would appear that Brainiac has rendered the device tamper-proof. The anti-technology is beyond my comprehension. The hardware provided by Luther. That's why he's. That's why he moved his space station. Lois was right. That was. That story was up my alley. You dream. <clears throat> Sorry, hold on. You dreamt of this Lois when you were in the resuscitation chamber. She was without clothes. I remember. I remember. Thanks. <laughs> you would have her, as Jor-El had Lara. I would, but she has trouble having me. Because this is the perfect time for this conversation. Oh my god. Honest to god. (laughs) (laughs) And this disturbs you. Yes, yes it does. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) The audience screams in unison, yes. (laughs) It has its drawbacks, yes. I have ascertained that the inhabitants of this planet hold hold you in high esteem. I don't see why the affection or lack thereof of one matters in respect to the multitude who show you allegiance. That's something I've been dwelling on since I came back. I think I've come to the truth that I've never wanted to face before. Yes, I do it all for the multitude, but when I save lives or fight for the weak, I'm saving for one life. Fading for one person, again and again and again. It's her. Don't you see? She represents all of them, their hopes, their fragility, their passion. And if I ever feel like no matter how how much I do, it's not enough, I think of Lois. And then I'm off, faster than a speeding bullet, to be your champion, but always hers first. This does not compute. That's because it's not about this. It's about this. <laughs> Suddenly. So, uh, stay the direction. So, the first of this was eradicated. Touching the eradicator's head. head the second. And then his, his heart. 
I mean, you don't want to leave that up to him. He wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't pointing at his crotch or anything. What like is that. he? What is he holding on to? <laughs> it's about this. Remember the word comment. It's about this. It's about these. <laughs> Suddenly an explosion is heard. Superman reacts, racing toward the sound and breaking him out of the chasing Amy monologue. The eradicator eradicator follows. Exterior, burning building night. An apartment building has caught fire. Tenants pour out of the building. Then screams for help can be heard. Superman looks up. No! From their windows on the second and third floors, tenants call out for help. Trapped. Superman takes his classic stance and attempts to blow super breath, forgetting his lack of powers. He appears crest. <laughs> he appears crest. <laughs> he appears crestfallen for a moment. Then he looks at the Eradicator. Bust that fire hydrant open now! The Eradicator offers him a puzzled look. Do it. The Eradicator kicks the hydrant open, and water begins spilling out into the street. <laughs> Meanwhile, the fire department pulls up. What the hell happened to the hydrant? <laughs> yeah. How are we supposed to put this fire out? Superman soaks himself in it from head to toe. He races. <laughs> yeah, because Superman just needed to take a shower real quick. He races off, leaving the eradicator standing there. Superman gets to the front of the building. Flames already block the front door. He moves towards the flames, then pulls back, overcome by the heat. He stares at the flames for a second, shocked. His face says it all. He's afraid. He slams his eyes shut as if willing his fear away. Then he covers his face and leaps through the wall of fire. The eradicator's eyes go wide. I just don't understand that boy. <laughs> Interior burning building. You know, I used to think Kevin Smith was a good writer. Interior burning building. <laughs> The powerless Superman emerges from the flames, landing on the other side, singed, but otherwise okay. He heads up the stairs of the first flaming complex and bangs on the doors. Frightened people emerge, coughing. Everything's going to be fine. I'm just going to help the kids out first. Just stay calm. Superman scoops up two children. A woman grabs him by the shoulder. Who's the woman? I don't know. What about the rest of us? <laughs> Superman looks from the woman to the rest of the people in the now crowded hallway. He's given pause. Can he do this? He shakes it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> I'll be back. I promise. And down the stairs with his precious cargo, he charges. Exterior. Oh, Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. Yeah. Exterior burning building night. Superman leaps through the wall of flame, cradling the children in his arms. He's a terrible plan. I know. I know. He leaps through the wall of flame with the flaming children. (laughs) I thought thought he was going to say direct the water from the hydrant onto the. Like, why wouldn't he just have him aim the water at the fire? What kind of script? Stupid. Dumbass. At least put the fire out at the doorway. Yeah. <laughs> he moves through he the crowd. Or just put the fire out in your shapeshifter? Can he turn into a fan? Never mind. <laughs> Whatever. He, <laughs> he said he can turn into anything that's his same mass. Shape of a rainstorm. <laughs> just turn into a... Whatever. He moves through the crowd outside, <laughs> rushing the kids to the eradicator, who wraps them in the wet blankets. 
Have you lost sight of the fact that you are now as vulnerable as those you seek to aid? Can't just stand here like you and watch. Then the windows blow out of the bottom floors. People scream from the second and third floor windows. (laughs) Superman lets out a defeated howl. He looks looks to the Eradicator, desperate. They lock eyes. The Eradicator steps back, then morphs into a dazzling display of body armor. Climb in. Oh, God. (laughs) Superman eagerly jumps inside the suit. This will enable you to duplicate any of your former powers. Now, now in in Kevin Smith's defense, this is from from the comics. This did happen. So that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm down with this part. This is the first interesting thing they've done. <laughs> you didn't think to suggest this earlier. And patronize your messiah complex further. Yeah. The suit seals itself around Superman, concealing his identity. And lifts him into the air. They make a beeline to the top floor windows. Interior apartment. The super suit bursts through a wall, giving. Lois, where is my super suit? <laughs> 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 These children are in danger. <laughs> the hour is at hand. <laughs> giving the now literal man of steel access to the top floor. Superman's POV. As the suit simulates. His former X-ray vision we see through a wall where a frightened family cowers. Back Curtis, to scene. how many are there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, lasers shoot from the eyepieces of the suit, cutting through the wall. Superman steps through the hole. The family looks up, transfixed. Why would you shoot lasers when the family just go through the wall? <laughs> the family's right there. <laughs> Wasn't there a scene in RoboCop like this? Uh-huh. <laughs> Y'all seen, seen the, the boys, boys yet? yet? Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. Shall we? Exterior burning building night. Superman gently sets the family down on the street where they where they're greeted by firemen who are hosing down the building. Super, <laughs> Superman wow. with train- a nearby fire hydrant. Yeah, with the broken <laughs> fire hydrant. <laughs> they had to bring the they had to bring the water trucks since they couldn't hook up to the fire hydrant. <laughs> Superman trains his heat vision on the generator, repairing the damage. The power repair what? he yeah, repairs what? the How does heat vision <laughs> Well, you know, Superman did did build a brick wall with his vision in one of the movies, so the <laughs> the power on the block comes back on and the people cheer. Yay. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> what do they call you, man? Huh? You one of those superheroes, right? What they call you? So I look like an idiot when I tell the press some guy in a robot suit saved a whole lot of people. Just tell them I'm back. As the people cheer, Superman leaps into the sky, rocketing out of sight. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Exterior, that's a better line. Exterior sky <laughs> night. With the aid of the Eradicator's suit, Superman soars again, maneuvering gracefully. Where are we going, Kal-El? Metropolis. Is there ever a moment's peace with you? In this form, you're monopolizing energy that was chiefly powering my cloaking field. Shut it down. What? Brainiac will detect us. Let him. I want him to know that I'm coming. You're an idiot. The pair is one head east, hell-bent, interior skull ship. 
Elrond bangs at the keys of the main computer. Then a flashing image and shrill beep come come up on the view screen. Uh, my liege, I think I cracked the code. You have the technologist's position. It's three hours west and heading toward us at an alarming rate. Interior, Daily Planet, City Room, Night. LexCore security now decked out like now decked out more like soldiers topple file cabinets and rifle through desks. Perry shouts in Lex's face. Great Caesar's ghost. You're going to have the biggest lawsuit on your hands when I get through with you. <laughs> You've got no right. I've got every right, White. National Security, <laughs> Lois Lane, and James Olsen are under suspicion of engaging in an espionage and propaganda that threatens not just this country, but the world. He tosses the writ at Perry. This is a newspaper for the love of God. We don't trade in propaganda. We print the news. <laughs> <laughs> then print this, old man. By order of the authority given Brainiac by the world, Congress, while this planet is under his protection. Lane, I said that line, whatever. Lane and Olsen are hereby <laughs> charged with sedition and insurrection. And unless you want to be charged with aiding and abetting known felons, I'd suggest you divulge their whereabouts. Interior Clark's apartment, night. On the mantle, we see a picture frame containing a photo of Lois and Clark at a press junket. Lois picks it up, looking at it. Jimmy is behind her, his laptop set on the table. He taps away at the keys. I'm not going to tell you where they are. I'm just going to say they're exactly where you think they are. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sending... Wrong wrong sniveling sycophant. Sorry. I'm I'm sending sending the picture of the holographic projector to every news service and paper on the net. They should have it in seconds. Oh, wait. I thought you were doing an echo thing for Elrond. Yeah. Is that just an echo thing? It's the two microphones, yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you had done an effect on your computer. Like, oh, that's a good idea. I wish I was that clever. (laughs) I should have thought that for Brainiac. Damn it. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Hey, look at this, Miss Lane. On computer, a news story accompanied by a murky image of the Eradicator suit leaving the burning building in L.A. Jimmy reads from the screen. Some sort of hero saved a building full of people from a fire out in Coast City. When asked for an identity, he replied, The hell does that mean? (laughs) He replied, I'm I'm back. You don't think. No, and neither should you. Kind of weird, us being here in Mr. Kent's apartment, Miss Lane. Best place to lay low until tonight. Nobody think to look for us here. Besides, I don't think Clark would mind. He won't be needing it anymore. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about this. You can't think like that, Miss Lane. Clark may be fine. I wish I shared your sense of optimism. There's something I've been meaning to ask you about. From the start of all of this... You and Clark are boning, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) You've never believed Lex or Brainiac, especially that part about their connection to Superman. How do you know it's not the truth? That feeling, kid. Jerno's instinct. Jerno. (laughs) Is that? 
I don't even think Jernos say Jerno. <laughs> I mean, we know the Armada story is all bull, but what if what Brainiac said about Superman was true? Lois puts the picture frame down and pulls Clark's jacket from off a chair, holding it close to her body. Come on, Jimmy. You're talking about Superman here. As Jimmy speaks, Lois inhales Clark's jacket deeply. She tears up a bit. You want to be alone with the clothing, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what did any of us really know about him? Not enough. As Jimmy speaks, Lois finds a pair of Clark's glasses. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> she starts digging through the hamper. I'm out of here. <laughs> Jimmy, put these on. <laughs> Shh, Jimmy, don't talk. Don't talk. <laughs> Dinner and a movie and... <laughs> Superman and Brainiac both came from the same planet. They both have these powers. All I'm saying is, what if they meant to conquer Earth together, golly gee, you know? After all, this guy was an alien. Would you shut up already? (laughs) Clark gave his life fighting that thing. He loved this planet. He cherished the people. And you sit here throwing out this crap about how he might have been in league with a scumbag like Luthor. Jimmy looks down, cowed. Lois breaks down. I lost everything when I lost him, and now he's not here, and I never got to tell him how much I wanted to say yes that night. Lois has worked herself into a crying frenzy. Jimmy looks on, stupefied. I'm sorry, Miss Lane. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. It's just nerves. You said Clark. Huh? You said Clark gave his life fighting that thing. Lois freezes, a little panic on her face. She looks at Jimmy. Jimmy looks at her, shocked by what he sees in her face. He knows. Then he smiles kindly. I'm sure you meant to say Superman. Wink. Lois looks at him and nods slowly. Yes. Yes, I did. They look at one another and nod. The secret's safe. Jimmy hands Lois a remote and picks up a gem bag. Weird thing. (laughs) (laughs) I I patched the camera in. This is all you need for broadcast. Just press this when you're ready. You got 20 minutes. It's business as usual, Miss Lane. You take care of the text. I'll take care of the visuals. Interior Uh, school ship night. I don't know why I channeled Mr. McFeely. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Brainiac and Elrond monitor the view screen. Lex enters, escorted by Misty. We've had a slight problem. I was waiting for somebody to start reading that line. We've had a slight problem. A (laughs) A reporter. She may have accessed information about our armada. I do not give one shit. (laughs) (laughs) The charade no longer concerns me. It's about 20 minutes outside of the city, my liege, and closing fast. Lex looks to Misty curiously. Interior, Clark Kent's apartment, night. Lois stands before a video camera, which is plugged into Jimmy's laptop. She points her remote at it. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. 
she presses the button on the remote, and the camera's red light goes on. Exterior Metropolis skyline on giant screen TV. Okay, so Jimmy can hack the Jumbotron. Sure. Of course I can. Shut up. (laughs) On the giant screen (laughs) atop WGBS. The visual of Lois uh, phase, phases in through static. Interior, skull ship, on view screen, same time. Lois pops up as well. Exterior, appliance store window, same time. All the TV show Lois as well. People Jimmy stop. hacked the internet. The yeah. whole internet. <laughs> People stop and listen as she speaks. People of Metropolis. Don't cry for me, Metropolis. <laughs> Exterior skull ship, night. Armed Lex Corps soldiers patrol the front of the building. A flash of black swoops past, leaving them gunless and perplexed. Interior skull ship. Lex moves closer to the view screen, shocked. For weeks, we've watched the skies, dreading an invasion from aliens. But the real invasion took place when Superman died. He was not the minion of Brainiac. He died fighting the minion of Brainiac. Exterior Metropolis streets. Night. On a light post hangs a Maniac for Brainiac sign, similar to the t-shirt. Another flash of black swoops, swooshes by, and the sign sprinkles sprinkles to the ground, shredded. (laughs) Exterior LexCorp building. Night. Jimmy sneaks behind a trio of smoking LexCorp soldiers and into the building. Interior Clark Kent's apartment. Night. Lois addresses the camera. It's still night. Yeah. <laughs> is he going to go around? Is he going to take tear up all the signs? Is that, I guess. <laughs> is that the priority? That's the mission now. Yeah. Tear up at the signs. <laughs> I do not carry any torch that Superman may still be alive. I watched him die protecting our world one last time. But his spirit is still alive. Interior. Excuse me. Exterior Daily Planet building. Night. There are a pair of flags hanging outside the building. One American, one Brainiac. A black gust of wind tears through, and only the American flag remains. Interior skull ship. Lex is riveted on Lois. Nervously, Brainiac regards the scene angrily. It's alive in those who always saw through Brainiac's lies. Exterior appliance store. Night. The small crowd gathered outside watches, uh, watching Lois have their coats and hair blown to the right as a black gust whips past him. Exterior. Let me ask a quick question. Has anyone, and I'm asking y'all here and anyone out there listening, has anyone ever seen an electronic store that had 15 TVs in it that were all tuned to the same <laughs> channel in the front window? <laughs> Only in the movies. <laughs> all in the movies. It's been yeah. hacked, so it's all the same channel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, they're all, they were on different channels before. Yeah, he hacked, Until, he hacked everything. So it, oh, right, right, uh, right. White Hat Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy pops out of the rooftop all door the technology has been. and rushes to the power shed. He pulls... He pulls a bolt cutter from his bag, because of course he has bolt cutters in his bag. He pulls a bolt cutter from his bag and pops the lock. Interior generator shed, night. Along the wall hang a series of power grids, all matched by huge lever. Jimmy what? pulls a schematic from his bag, looking for the right switch. Just keep talking, Miss Lane. Exterior, Metropolis Street, night. <laughs> I don't know that uh, Jimmy freelanced at an IMF. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of kids on skateboards jump a curb. One of the pair wipes out. 
and is about to hit the asphalt when something catches him, puts him back on his feet, and is gone. The kid looks around to see nothing. Interior Daily Planet City Room, night. Perry and the reporters watch the ceiling-hung TV. It's alive and all of you watching this. To whom I say, the Armada is a hoax. And outside the window, something whips past the windows, rattling them. Perry rushes to the sill and pops his head out, looking around. Interior, Clark Kent's apartment. Night. Lois wraps it up for the camera. So I urge you, the people of Metropolis, go outside, look to the skies. For tonight we reveal the lie sold to you by Brainiac and Lex. Because if... If Superman, if he were here, he would have done this for us. Since he's not, we do this for him. For Superman! Exterior LexCorp building, night. Jimmy tries to figure out which lever will shut down the holographic projector from the schematic. He shrugs. Superman! And starts throwing every lever. Exterior Clark Kent's apartment, night. Lois emerges. Looking to the LexCorp building, where floor by floor from the ground up, the power is going off. She that's then looks exactly up. How it works. She <laughs> then looks that? up at the Armand. Exactly, yeah. Exterior <laughs> Metropolis night. People emerge from their buildings, looking up. Interior Skull Ship. Brainiac, Lex, and Misty watch this on the view screen. Elron, Elron mans the computer. An alarm Robots, goes off thank you very on much. the control panel. The LexCorp building's power is being shut down. Losing power? Lex's eyes go wide. He barks into a walkie-talkie. All LexCorp troops, quell any <laughs> uprising around the buildings and get a team to the roof. Now, use use of force permitted. Interior. <laughs> really? Because Lex is known for his restraint. Oh his, his yes. The default. Interior what generator room. Power night. stuff on the roof where the rain comes. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy comes to the last switch. They did what? <laughs> Had to be the last one, didn't it? He throws it. Exterior LexCore rooftop night. The holographic projector shuts down. Exterior sky over Metropolis night. And the visual of the Armada shimmers momentarily, then disappears from view for good. Exterior, LexCorp building, night. Lois joins the mass of people gathered, staring up at the sky. She lets out a victorious howl. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) What is a victorious howl? I know. (laughs) It's Victoria's howl. It's just whatever you would do. Jimmy steps out of the shed and looks up, smiling. He leaps into the air, echoing Lois's victory howl. Then... <laughs> it's a me, Mario. <laughs> then the rooftop door explodes. LexCorp soldiers pile out, racing at Jimmy. Rifles drawn. The soldiers. Now wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You don't draw a freaking rifle. I know. <laughs> <laughs> It should it should say like rifle I don't know rifles aimed or aimed, something maybe? like that yeah, yeah. I, I need you to read this next line Kevin Smith is not a military guy the <laughs> soldiers train their sights on him and begin firing Jimmy what? Jimmy on dodges the, the bullets <laughs> <laughs> chased to the edge of the roof he his footing slips and he falls 
plummeting to his death. <laughs> Exterior LexCorp building night, Jimmy falls toward the, cr- toward the crowds below, screaming until something swoops in and catches him ten floors from the pavement, and he splits into three different pieces. <laughs> <laughs> You're nowhere near a pool to be diving like that, kid. Jimmy opens his eyes to see Superman clad in the Eradicator suit, but with the cowl-like nature of the suit's headpiece, Jimmy doesn't recognize him. And I'm not improvising on this line. Holy shit, who are you? Superman swoops to the ground, setting Jimmy down in a back alley. Where's Miss Lane? Last I saw, she was in your, I mean... On the street somewhere. <laughs> I'm supposed to meet her out front. Find her and both of you get to safety. The city's oppressors are about to feel my wrath. <laughs> I like that line. <laughs> he breaks into takeoff position. Jimmy rushes to him. Wait! As Superman stops, Jimmy hands him the LexCore disc. This might come in handy. Superman nods and inserts mm-hmm. the disc into the suit. He what? takes to the skies again, leaving Jimmy stared, staring up, confused. Exterior metropolis, night. People cheer at the armada-less skies, but the angry, but angry mobs start moving toward exterior. All he said was, this might come in handy. How would he know to put it in the suit? That could have been anything. <laughs> that could have been a virus to destroy Brainiac. He trusts Jimmy. Here's that copy of Excalibur I told you I'd make. <laughs> Here, I made you a mixtape. Crowds. The evidence I have proving that you and Clark are the same person. You can destroy that. <laughs> crowds swarm the building and the LexCorp soldiers outside. The soldiers fight the crowds back toward nearby Metropolis Bridge. Of course they do. Interior skull ship. Lex stares up at the rooftop skylines, seeing no armada. He shrugs to Misty. There goes my bid for mayor. That that feed only went as far as Metropolis. There's still time to contain this. You are the one facing public furor here, Luthor. Not I. Pow, as you say. Lex glares at Brainiac and nods. You've got to learn the most important lesson of American history. Always have a patsy. I won't be taking the rap for this, my alien friend. You will. Brainiac regards him curiously. Lex nods to Misty. Shut him down. Misty presses a button on a remote control. Exterior skull ship power grid. Night. A red light flashes on a panel. An engineer nods. Pull the plug! A team of engineers disengaged the power cable that Brainiac used to feed into the Earth's core. Interior skull ship. Five LexCore soldiers enter as the skull ship power dims. Brainiac looks around, panicked. I've disengaged your power source. Learned a few things from the diagnostic scanner I loaded into that rocket. Feeding off the planet's core to maintain your form? No, no, no. Lunch hour is over. Brainiac goes into paroxysms? Convulsing? Uh Uh, Lex smiles victoriously (laughs) as the alien weakens. Then cables erupt from Brainiac's form, looking in onto five soldiers and then Misty. As Brainiac absorbs their energy, much as Brainiac had done in the first scene, Lex moves slightly toward his valet, but then freezes. 
watching wide-eyed as the group now drained fall to the ground as burned husks. Fully energized, Brainiac stands erect, the cables retracting. Mm, enough uh, with the Onto the main course. Brainiac grabs Lex by the throat. Lex smiles. An alarm goes off on the control board. We are under attack. Violent crowds have gathered here at LexCorp. Ah, the fickle masses. How quickly one can become the focus of ire of the Vox Populi. If they access the building, they'll tear you limb from limb. Nonsense. I'll crush these fleshy nuisances as easily as I crushed you. Powered merely by the life force of a girl and some per-hour grunts? Somehow I doubt it. However, if you holster your pistols, I'll hook you back up to the core. Then you can crush whomever you like, except your old partner. Agreed? We will need all the energy we can get for our confrontation with the Eradicator, sire. Okay, let me just say. This, again, Brainiac is going to agree to this. (laughs) But this is stupid. There's no reason (laughs) for this. The guards are going to come in. He'll drain the guards. Whatever the mob is going to come in, he'll drain the mob. Okay, it's a. It's also pretty clear that Kevin Smith has no freaking clue what a what a power grid is. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) agreed, or at least did. (laughs) The the producers just said, "Hey, have a power grid in there somewhere." Okay, (laughs) Uh, plug him back in. (laughs) Elrond, disengage the ship. I'll teach the apes to fear their god. That doesn't make sense. First logical thing anyone said. (laughs) (laughs) The Eradicator is within minutes of the Citadel. We should... The Citadel? Where the f*** is the Citadel? (laughs) I guess they're in the Citadel now. All right. The the Brainiac next hybrid building is the Citadel. I'm sorry to keep making you put Mario noises in here, but this script is blowing my brain. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't make sense. The Eradicator is within minutes of the Citadel. We should concentrate our efforts on that, not the Earthlings. Do as I command. Exasperated, Elrond mans the controls. Robots. Uh, (laughs) Our location matters little. The technology is coming to me regardless. Exterior Skull Ship Night. The Skull Ship disengages from Metro Towers, taking off. Exterior Sky. Point of view, Superman. Night. On a digital readout screen, we see the skull ship moving toward the distant bridge. Superman flies with the aid of the Eradicator suit. Yeah, we know. <laughs> it's heading for the bridge. Now so are we. Yeah, now we know. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> I was afraid you'd say that. You don't have to excuse me, because it's been some time since I've been able to say this. Looks like this is a job for... May we just proceed, please? (laughs) Exterior Uh. Metropolis Bridge. The LexCorp troops have chased the angry mobs back onto the bridge. In the distance, the skull ship approaches from the sky. Interior skull ship. Brainiac turns to Elrond. Are there any police in this city? <laughs> that's who the, that's who the LexCorp soldiers are. <laughs> I'm like, okay. They've replaced the police, I guess. Uh, all right. <laughs> and the military, everybody's just cool with the... Okay, whatever. <laughs> Fire. 
Exterior Metropolis Bridge night. The skull ship blasts a laser at the bridge's suspension cables. The bridge begins to snap and crumble. On bridge, the massive crowds, including LexCorp troops, rush to the side of the bridge, hanging on for dear life. The bridge begins to fall into Metropolis Bay. But look, up in the sky, it's a bird. (laughs) It's a plane. Superman in the Eradicator suit swoops in, grabbing the suspension cables. He pulls with all his suit strength, trying to keep the bridge from falling. Didn't Spider-Man already do this? Interior skull <laughs> Everyone has already done this. <laughs> yeah. Lex stares at the view screen, perplexed. Elrond looks to Brainiac. Did I not tell you it would come to me? I'm getting another reading from it. A biologic. Yes. The Kryptonian. It would appear the Eradicator has succeeded in resuscitating him. Wait a second. Who? Exterior Metropolis Bridge, night. Superman strains, holding the suspension cables. On the landlocked side of the bridge, Lois emerges from the crowd and stares up at the costume spectacle. Transfixed, Lois shakes her head, bewildered. The crowd slides down the unstable bridge holding on to anything they can. Superman continues to strain, as does the suit. Amplify my voice! The crowd runs toward the landlocked side of the bridge. Superman's voice booms out at them, as if through a a bullhorn. Please, clear off the bridge as quickly as possible! We're trying to! Yeah, we know! More obvious stuff from me! That's all I have to say! (laughs) The bridge cleared of people. Superman lets the cables go. And the entire structure collapses into Metropolis Harbor. Superman hangs in the air, surveying the crowds on the shore. We did it! We saved them! Captain Tiger has saved us! (laughs) (laughs) what's this we nonsense then a laser blast shoots past him superman reacts a midsection of the skull ship jettisons becoming an independent craft claws jut out grabbing the man of steel interior attack craft elrond mans the controls through his windshield we can see superman struggling i've got him Interior skull ship. Brainiac watches the action on the view screen. Elrond's voice is heard over the loudspeaker. Jeez, he's a slippery son of a... <laughs> Quickly, inject the anti-technology. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anti-technology. I'm going to say that line again. Bye. Because <laughs> I want to make sure everyone heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, inject the anti-technology. Interior. Not the anti-technology? Yes. Interior the attack craft. Elrond punches a button on his control board. Exterior Metropolis skyline. While Superman fights to free himself from the craft, a syringe-like arm shoots from the craft into the suit, sending a charge through it. The eradicator shuts down. Ooh. E, what's wrong? I like how he calls him E now. (laughs) Interior skull ship. Brainiac is delighted by what he watches. Lex is puzzled. The technology's offline, my liege. (laughs) Excellent. Bring it into the loading bay. I shall withdraw the Kryptonian from the technology personally. Kryptonian? 
Are you talking about Superman? No, no, no. Superman's dead. We killed Superman. Exterior Skull Ship Knight. The attack craft carries Superman in the suit to the rear of the Skull Ship. Not again. Come on, man. Wake up. Would you pipe down? Why the hell didn't you say something? It's called playing possum, Kal-El. I'm not from Earth, and even I know that. Diverting power from X-ray vision cells. Get ready. We hear a surge of power charge through the suit, and Superman breaks free of the attack craft's grip. Interior attack craft. Superman, in the suit, peers through the windshield of the attack craft. Elrond freaks. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Houston, we have a problem. Exterior skull ship. Superman grabs the attack craft and swings it into the skull ship, puncturing the hull. Interior skull ship. Brainiac and Lex duck as the craft... as the attack craft rips into the ship, spilling Elrond out at their feet. The ship grows dim, and the massive power loss is heard. Exterior night sky. The lights on the ship grow weak. Interior skull ship. Lex is in a panic. Brainiac and Elrond tumble through the control board. Lock onto that suit! I can't! We've had a massive surge! All systems are offline! Exterior night sky. Superman watches the skull ship falter. Then something catches his eye. Superman freezes. Near the bridge below, Lois stares up at him, wide-eyed. After a long beat... Of course she's there! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. After a long beat, Superman, in the Eradicator suit, moves slightly toward her. Interior skull ship. The lights come back up full. Power back online, Lord Brainiac. Suit in sight. Shoot him! (laughs) Exterior Metropolis Sky Knight. From the skull ship, a laser blasts. Striking the Superman combo, the pair go rocketing through the sky. Below, Lois panics as the mystery hero is blasted out of the sky. Jimmy rushes up to her. Where did Jimmy come from? Miss Lane! I think I I saw... Then Lois turns and dashes away. Miss Lane, wait, wait, where are you going? I've got to find something out, once and for all. Interior skull ship. Brainiac searches the view screen fiercely. Do not fail me, Elron. Where is the Eradicator? The, the short has damaged our detection systems. I can't get a reading. Suddenly, an alarm sounds on the view on the view screen. The graphic of the tomb comes up. The tomb's been breached. It must be them. Go. Exterior to Superman's tomb. Night. The tomb has whoa, indeed. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Been- <laughs> She's going to Superman's tomb. Sure. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah, she had to go find something out once and for all. Yeah, once and for all. Right. The tomb has indeed been breached. The stone has been rolled away. <laughs> <laughs> Two LexCorp soldiers lie on the ground, knocked out cold. The doors are swung open. The beam of a flashlight can be seen inside. Wait. She just knocked out two LexCorp soldiers? <laughs> Maybe she has two tasers? No, nah, it it just says that two soldiers are are lying there knocked out. It didn't say that she did it. Well, she's inside the goddamn tomb. She, she sees she sees uh, a a beam of light in like a flashlight inside. And it says, oh, "No, it is Lois no, holds the flashlight Lois. in her teeth." Why would they even put the soldiers oh, there? She, she used the crowbar, so slamming it. <laughs> and of course, caskets are, are locked with padlocks because that's how you do. Oh right, God. right. 
slamming at the casket lock. It gives. And she stares at the casket for a beat. She places her hands on it. I don't want to do it, Clark. If you're still in here, I don't think I'll be able to take it. But I have to know. Suddenly, blinding light fills a small room. Lois drops the flashlight and covers her eyes. She peers out from behind her fingers to see Elrond standing in the doorway, backed up by LexCorp soldiers. No! Exterior skull ship night. The skull ship lands atop Metro Towers and again seals itself into the building. Interior skull ship. Brainiac fumes at Elrond on the bridge. What do you mean you can't locate it? I'm sorry, boss, but I was just in a tomb like two seconds ago. (laughs) Who was in the tomb? I don't know, but it was that Lois chick. But I can't get a reading on the technology anyway. (laughs) The soldiers march Lois onto the bridge. Lex rushes her, grabbing her by the collar. All right, Lane, what the hell is going on? Brainiac pushes Lex to the side and faces Lois. You, the woman from the televised call to arms... This is the woman from the televised... Oh, wait, no, you already said that. This is the woman that held Superman's affections. (laughs) I hate everyone in this room. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the soldier said, too. They said whenever she was in trouble, he'd be there to save her. In turn, she gave him plenty of ink in the Daily Planet. (laughs) Is this true? You harbor affection for the corpse they call Superman? I killed him, you know. <laughs> Lois lurches forward Brainiac, but is held back by the soldiers. Brainiac is delighted and then shocked. It's funny when I mention my friend, the biggest dickus. Uh, I'd like to take that. As a <laughs> I'd take that as a yes. His weakness all along. All I ever needed would have. Wait. All right, here we go. <clears throat> His weakness all along. All I ever would have needed was this woman. Blocking out the sun, dealing with this idiot Lex Luthor of Earth. A waste of Brainiac's time. I speak in third person, for I am <laughs> super villain. I could have offered this woman's life in exchange for the technology, but now... What the hell are you talking about? Superman's dead. Good God! I'm a robot, but I'm religious. What are you going to get at, man? <laughs> Superman lives! If that's true, Lex, I can promise you one thing. He's going to kick your bald ass. <laughs> Everyone's ass is bald. <laughs> Lex rushes her, but Brainiac throws throws him back, motioning for the soldiers to take to hold him. Enough of these games. You will. I'm grabbing Lois now. You will be the bait that draws the Kryptonian to me, and with him comes to the technology I seek. Elron, we still have a Thanagarian snare beast in the menagerie. Yes. Uh-huh. Introduce him to the atmosphere here on Earth. You know why it's a spider, right? Exterior, yes. (laughs) Exterior Metropolis uh, Street Night. The place is abandoned. There's not a soul in sight. Then the Eradicator suit crushes down, cracking the ground. 
The suit opens and Superman falls out on his hands and knees. The suit morphs back into the Eradicator. Superman is breathing heavy, sweating, exhausted. You didn't see that blast coming? I had to divert all the power from my shields so you could play hero. And now there's a circuit malfunction from the effects of that anti-technology surge. I'm going to need time to repair internally. How long is that going to (laughs) take? We have to get back out there and finish Brainiac. Barring battles with killer spacecraft or the lifting of multi-ton bridges, 20 minutes. (sighs) Okay, I hate to say it, but I could use some time to heal myself. This is the first time in, well, ever that I have completely, I've, I feel completely exhausted, except for that whole death thing. <laughs> You've touched on the precise factor that plagues me, Kal-El. Your life on Earth thus far has been spent as we have spent today, saving lives, battling aggressors. Probably. Yet I would imagine that after your mortal trial, you would have reevaluated your role amongst the people of Earth. I have, actually. Before I died, I've always felt like a, how do I say this, say, stranger in a, in a strangle land? I feel like a stranger in a strangle land. I may look like. Best typo ever. (laughs) I, I may look like them, but I'm still an alien. They've always put a distance between me and everyone else. But now I know I'm more like them than I ever thought. Tell me more about what it's like to be an alien on a, on a foreign planet. I, I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> well, before I couldn't, identify with, I couldn't identify with their fragility, and now I honestly can. I've tasted mortality. It's, it's humanizing. Your father would be proud. Superman regards this with interest. Mm-hmm. You could have been a god on this world, enslaved it like Brainiac, but you never chose that path. Instead, here you sit, musing over the possibility of death between moments of saving this planet from its oppressor. It's an antiquated notion, but really, it's better to serve than be served. This is what marks the difference between your kind and mine. We serve because we have to. You serve because you choose to. Blark. This is getting ill. Uh, How do you explain Brainiac? He's one of your kind, but he's serving no one. Inaccurate, Kalel. He's serving himself. He has taken an aspect of humanity, but it's the worst one. And when a machine begins to feel positive or negative then it ceases to be a machine. And for the good of all, it must be shut down. And you must shut down Brainiac. Tough talk from a guy who only yesterday thought we should find another planet. I can only point to the bad influence you have become. Suddenly light down, suddenly light down on the pair. Superman looks up, shielding his eyes. Exterior metropolis sky night shimmering against the sky is the holographic image of brainiac's face (laughs) dear monkeys of metropolis (laughs) 
You need no longer fear takeover by hostile aliens. The hostile alien is here. I claim this planet as my own. Exterior LexCorp building night. (laughs) Metropolitans see celebrating as they stare up at the image of Brainiac. Gone is the charade of the benevolent Brainiac. I have come to enslave your race. Your world has no champion to save you now. And to mark this historic night, I offer you a display of the price to be paid for rebellion. Interior skull ship Brainiac pulls Lois to him. Tonight, Lois Lane, the instigator of the anti-Brainiac call to arms, will taste the might of my fury as she is executed for all to witness. To the menagerie! Exterior (laughs) Metropolis Street, (laughs) night. Brainiac cackles against the night sky as he slowly fades. (laughs) Superman turns on the Eradicator, rising. (laughs) (laughs) How are those circuits coming, buddy? Not again. Open up. The Eradicator rolls his eyes. He reconfigures into the suit. Superman leaps in and it seals around him. This may be the only chance I get to say this, but thank you for everything. Do you, do you have an open mind? I mean, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> up, up, you, and away! <laughs> Off they rocket into the night. Exterior Metropolis Skyline night. The sky lights up anew with the image of the Skull Ship Menagerie. Exterior LexCorp building night. Jimmy and Perry watch wide-eyed as the image in the sky depicts Lois being dragged toward two huge doors. They're going to kill her. Somebody's got to do something. Jimmy looks up, smiles, and pats Perry on the back. Somebody is, Chief. Somebody is. Don't (laughs) Exterior (laughs) Metropolis Sky night. The holograph is shattered by Superman in the Eradicator suit, soaring toward the skull ship Citadel. It's not how holograms work. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Interior menagerie. Two, (laughs) Two huge doors open, revealing a darkened pit. The captive Lois is ushered toward it by Brainiac. Elrond, Lex, and the soldiers. Is there a fucking spider coming soon? Ooh, I don't even want to know what's lurking in there. <laughs> Should have kept your nose for news out of out of business that wasn't yours. It's a lesson you're going to learn as harshly as your ex-boyfriend. Lois looks at Lex, wounded. That's right. You're not going to put... Wait a minute. That's right. You're not going to put this in any paper. Yeah, I helped kill the Man of Steel. So what? Lois shakes her head, teary-eyed. You bastard. She knees Lex in the groin. He doubles over as Brainiac Brainiac (laughs) rounds him to face her. Wait, is all of this still being Pedrastic Hologram? Did he just confess in front of everyone? Well, I mean, in front of Elrond and... Well, no, I mean, but wasn't the hologram, wasn't Brainiac broadcasting to the world he's going to display Lois getting killed? Oh, no, he, he uh, Brainiac was, was laughing and faded away. And okay. The soups just break. Yeah, he, he busted hologram. through the hologram. Right. I didn't, all right, I yeah. don't know what happens when you shadow a hologram. Yeah. Right? Just a, <laughs> but okay, all right. 
Well, now it's I light, learned. so you know it's. I was, I was, I was today <laughs> years old. Light. Light, but I it's a hard light, light hologram. Through a fire. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, <laughs> Save your energy, Miss Lane. That maneuver will not have the same result on me, but you may still attempt it if you like. Because I keep mine <laughs> in my armpits. <laughs> Do you have any last words for the viewers of this world? Lois looks up sharply as if she hears something. So does Lex. Braniac notices this and looks up as well. Exterior, skull ship. Superman's point of view, night. The roof of the citadel is rushing towards us. The sound is huge. Interior, menagerie. There is the faintest sound of whooshing. As if something is moving through the air outside very, very fast. Lex looks up. A.K.A. whooshing. Yeah, whooshing. Lex looks up with a mix of anxiety and confusion. I know that sound. Exterior, skull ship, Superman's point of view, night. We're getting even closer to that roof. Now the sound is deafening. Interior, menagerie. Then, through her tears, Lois smiles. Brainiac is puzzled as her smile turns to laughter. Last words? You're dead meat, you fu- <laughs> Something. Exterior. <laughs> skull ship. Night. Superman, in the Eradicator suit, explodes through the roof on the Citadel. Interior. Oh! Skull, skull ship. Night. <laughs> then, through the ceiling of the bridge. And through the floor. Interior. Menagerie. Night. And finally, through the ceiling of the assembled group's heads. Baby. (laughs) (laughs) I refrain from saying that next word because my daughter's right next to me. (laughs) Shit! Finally. And when the dust cloud settles, there stands the indiscernible Superman in the Eradicator suit. Good lord. Indiscernible? (laughs) I'm not saying that. Wow. Border Patrol. I'm here. We got an illegal oh alien here. Oh my Good Jesus Lord, Lord in heaven. Have mercy. It was 1997. So. <laughs> it was still bad. Yeah. Where was, where yeah, was, it was Leon? Good. Where was Leon Gonzalez? That Brainiac. Was, was that? It was the 80s, wasn't it? it was no. The 90s, I think. The script was written in like 96, 97, something like that. Brainiac holds up, holds his hand up which reconfigures into something pointy and deadly. He holds it to he holds it to Lois's head. Something pointy and deadly. He holds it to Lois's head. Step out of my technology, Kryptonian. Or I will get I don't want to say that. <laughs> wow, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, Step out of my technology, Kryptonian. Or I will kill this woman. Superman makes an offensive move, but is interrupted. No, Kal-El. Lex, Lois, and Elrond look around for the source of the voice. Brainiac smiles. I can take him. You can't. He's rendered himself electro-radioactive. If we touch him, the power surge will kill you, even within me. What? Uh, the eradicator wait. opens. I don't, I'm not the scientist. I'm not the most sciencey. That's not a thing, right? No, it's not. <laughs> electro-radioactive is not any kind of real... That's just comic book talk. It's a comic book, yeah. I'm pretty sure that sentient robots and Kryptonians aren't real either. I'm just saying. 
The eradicator opens and Superman steps out. <laughs> Lois tearfully smiles. Lex goes wide-eyed. A lot of people go wide-eyed in this script. Yeah. Superman looks at, at Lois. She moves slightly toward him, but Brainiac pulls her back. Then the suit morphs into the eradicator again, as all look on in wonder. It has been some time, eradicator. But here we are again. The pride of Jor-El and the pride of Kolu. The killer of Krypton is more appropriate. I have waited decades and searched galaxies all in pursuit of this moment. And now you are mine. It is your aim to absorb my technology and become all-powerful, I would imagine. (laughs) And they call me Brainiac. He moves toward the Eradicator. But aren't you worried? (laughs) What would possibly worry me? When I attempted to interface with your Shadowcaster device, I was contaminated. Temporarily shut down. What if the same thing happens when you attempted to absorb my technology into yours? What if your technology is too advanced to interfere to interface with mine? Brainiac throws his head back laughing. Superman looks to the Eradicator, who offers him a reassuring wink. You think it's advanced? The irony is how primitive it is compared to your own. You have no doubt over thought on the Shadowcaster when in reality, you should have approached it as a child's toy. A child's toy? Certainly. It's Earth's hardware, crossed with my own Kolun technology. Its systems are so far beneath your own capabilities, a simple binary synapse would have bypassed any contamination factor. And they call you Brainiac. The Eradicator quickly morphs back into the suit, grabbing Superman and hurling the Man of Steel into himself. Um, oh, okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't well described. For this insolence, I will erase your memory banks, machine. I'm not a machine. You are. The suit leaps into the air, rocketing I out of the Citadel. Lex looks around fearfully and sneaks out a side exit. Talking into a cell phone. I want the jet fueled and standing by now. The pajama boy is back. As Lex disappears unnoticed, Brainiac grabs Lois and shouts up at the ceiling. Hear me, son of Jor-El. Your guardian may have saved your life, but he just damned two more to hell. Brainiac takes Lois to the two large doors. The end the menagerie. As the doors open, Brainiac throws Lois into a dark pit. She screams as she falls. Exterior, <laughs> exterior space. Superman in the Eradicator races through the outer atmosphere, heading toward the distant Shadowcaster. What the hell are you doing? Why are we running? Kalel, I think I've had what's called an epiphany. Really? That's excellent to hear, but we're getting further away from rescuing the woman I love. Your passion is inspiring. It has taught me something I thought far beyond my ability to comprehend. I must thank you, Kal-El. You've imparted to me the wisdom of a life lived in service to others. What are you talking about? Were it not for your insight, I'd be no better than the machine that oppresses your world operating solely on the cold logic of what it's programmed to do. But now, I'm choosing to serve. Now I understand your commitment to this planet and its inhabitants, and I'm going to help you honor it. It's a hell of a time to tell me how you feel. 
Oh, how you feel. No. <laughs> when a machine begins to feel positive or negative, then it ceases to be a machine and it must be shut down or shut down itself. The eradicator the grabs a piece of itself and pulls it off, <laughs> which morphs into a silver version of the familiar S. Take a deep breath and remember to stay in the light. Before he can react, the Eradicator separates from Superman. He slaps the S on his black suit and lets him go, sending him hurtling earthward. Superman lives. The Eradicator (laughs) then... Hey, that's the name of the movie. The Eradicator (laughs) then rockets out of sight as Superman free falls through space. In exterior... Shadowcaster, the Eradicator reaches the mammoth device and links into it. The anti-technology sends shockwaves coursing through his body. He fights against shutdown. Interior, Shadowcaster. Circuits blow up. Transistors explode. Exterior, Shadowcaster. It begins losing power. Sections of panel begin shutting down. Sunlight begins pouring through it in shafts. The Eradicator begins to shift in shape. The anti-technology coursing through his body. His form finally comes to rest on the figure we've come to know him as most. His face forms a peaceful, joyous smile. Then he explodes. (laughs) Exterior space. Superman is plummeting to Earth. Vision smash cut through his head. Like all of the life that we've seen him lead. Uh, Lois at Mount Rushmore. Lex on the rooftop of LexCorp, the doomsday battle, waking from the goo, and still he falls, coming closer to the planet. The visions continue, the Eradicator forming into a suit, catching Jimmy, the strangling tentacles of the skull ship, the Eradicator at the tra- in the train station, and finally, Lois staring up at him from the bridge. The Eradicator's voice echoes in his head. Stay in the light. Miles above Earth, Superman fires through our atmosphere, nearing the ground, faster by the second. Then, one of the stray sunbeams from the shadowed sh- the shattered Shadowcaster hits him full force. The ground races up to meet the Man of Steel as he absorbs a concentrated beam of solar energy. His face tightens. <laughs> that, al- that almost needs to be... I'm I'm sitting too close to Virginia to do that. (laughs) Exterior Metropolis night. Mere yards from the ground, Superman stops falling in midair and rights himself swooping upwards. While flying, he stretches his muscles like he's just woken up after a long sleep. He zips past a huge billboard just outside of the city that depicts him in his old suit, flying over, greeting, Welcome to Metropolis, home of Superman. A knowing smile crawls across the Man of Steel's face. His powers return. Superman lives. Interior skull ship. At the control board, Elrond turns to Brainiac in a panic. The Shadowcaster is destabilized. Sunlight is getting through. And something is moving toward us at an alarming rate. A sonic boom echoes through the skull ship. And that something is pissed. <laughs> Let the whelp come. Brainiac takes a seat on his throne. He closes his eyes as the helm lowers over his head. Um, 
All right. Is this supposed to be personally or impersonally? Yeah, it says impersonally. <laughs> All right. I mean, there's been a fair amount of typos. I'm just not sure what he's going for. I'm going to go. I'm going to try it. I will deal with him impersonally. It's a Brainy stupid ha- line. Yeah, Brainiac <laughs> shuts his eyes as the helm begins to whir. Interior pit. Lois squirms about in a mire of fiberglass looking webbing. <laughs> Isn't bad that I completely of, forgot about Lois? <laughs> yeah, from the darkness above, the echoey growl is heard. Exterior Metropolis Park. The cape still hangs off the statue's extended hand. Then a black flash whips in and out of the frame, and the cape is no longer there. So he had to stop to get his cape. Of course, interior menagerie. Like we know what he looks like. You're not. It's not a big reveal. <laughs> like, well, I remember there was a there was a uh, an order that came out when they first started making deciding to make this movie. They wanted to never show Superman flying. They always wanted to anytime that he was flying. They just wanted to see a blur going through the air. They didn't want to uh, show him because I don't know because the the producer didn't like the way he looked when he was flying around. I don't. know. I mean, I guess it, I fine. Interior menagerie. Superman first to the ceiling again. Anti technology. <laughs> yeah, now wearing his cape, <laughs> and through the many levels of the ship, the ships still contained in a single beam of light. Interior pit. He rockets through the ceiling of the pit, allowing the singular shaft of light to follow. Suddenly, he's struck by a high-powered stream of murky liquid from above, which knocks him out of the light and entraps him in the webbing besides, uh, beside the struggling Lois. Baby! Hey, kid. How about we get out of here? <laughs> Something huge and quick drops from the shadows beyond the shaft of sunlight, striking Superman. The Thanagarian oh. snare beast has grown. It resembles something of a cross between a squid and a spider, but very biomechanical and sleek, and now inhabited by Brainiac's consciousness. It's extra lethal as well. Brainiac's <laughs> voice is heard, hissing from somewhere within the creature. It's super killy. <laughs> <clears throat> Superman. It this is what he meant by impersonally because he's not actually fighting him. In yeah, person. yeah. He's no, I get it, but it's still him. It's just a, it's a terrible lie. As you know, the spider is the most lethal killer in this. <laughs> it batters the man of steel, then moves quickly back into the darkness. Superman's a bit dazed. Are you all right? Oh, wait a minute. I'm not Lois. Go for it, Lois. <laughs> <laughs> Are you all right? I'm um, I'm okay. <laughs> the narrator's getting concerned. I just wish I could see what I'm fighting. Then there is a long page of action. <laughs> the, the, the beast drops on Superman's on Superman and you. His massive legs tearing at him. Superman struggles free, bolting toward the shaft of light to strengthen his powers, but the creature grabs hold of him, pulling the man of steel back into the darkness. Suddenly, the creature's underbelly opens, setting loose six smaller metallic versions of itself. Superman breaks free of the beast and begins fighting the creatures off, smashing them together, crushing them in his grip. We hear Lois's shriek. Superman reacts. The micro-beasts crawl all over Lois. Superman uses his heat vision to blast the creatures, which explode, hissing, using his powers, leaving Lois a little dazed. But the... Wait, what? 
Angorian snaggle but the, but, <laughs> but the TSB is on him again. It's midsection spreading to reveal a primeval head. All the right. beast brings <laughs> Superman to its jaws while letting loose an ungodly screech. Did he what drop a say? bunch of mushrooms before writing this section? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he was smoking something. The pair violently tussle, the beast's head and legs rising and striking. Superman blocking and attacking. The le- a leg shoots from the darkness and catches Superman by the throat, pinning him against the web. The beast's jaws come <laughs> in close to Superman's face, preparing to gorge. We see the strain on Superman's face, the vein, the veins in his neck and head throbbing. Then we see why Superman uses all of his strength to stretch his fist. Sorry, next page. His fist into the just out of reach shaft of light. He makes it charging himself. The jaws of the creature almost on his head. Superman comes across with a right hook that knocks the creature into the air. Superman crawls into the sunlight, taking in as much as he can, and leaps up at the beast, grabbing hold of the wildly flailing creature and flies it up and interior menagerie out into the full beam of sunlight, and finally someone else says something. (laughs) Um, You... I don't want to do what... You want to hide like a bug? I'll crush you like one. Sorry, my wife just had me taste what she's cooking. Now I've got food. <laughs> this is very exciting, Sean. Yeah. Can you smell what Sherry is cooking? <laughs> Can someone remind Superman that he has eye lasers? <laughs> he doesn't need to be fighting like this. Because he has eye lasers. Superman begins mangling the beast. Hooked into his helm, Brainiac convulses, feeling the pain of the beating. Uh, <laughs> That's a bad line. Uh, feeling the pain of the beating. Superman grabs... Maybe I should read it in a voice like, Superman grabs the head of the creature and pulls it off ferociously. The machine there he's hooked up to... any other way to pull the head off of something? <laughs> <laughs> explodes from the feedback. And Brainiac flees back into his own body. Throwing the helm off. He weakly tries to crawl away from the wreckage. Breathing heavily, Superman grabs hold of him, lifting Brainiac above his head. You destroyed my home world. You killed me. You forced my friends to friend to give his life. You do not take lives. That is the code. You live by like the Eradicator. Yeah. yeah. No. He was one of the most human beings I've ever known. You're just a machine. Superman punches his fist through Brainiac's chest and out his back. Brainiac convulses and dies. Superman drops his mangled form to the floor where it reverts back to its most primitive form, some metal and circuitry. Interior pit. Yeah. Superman flies to Lois's side. How do I look? Do I look tired? Because I feel tired. (laughs) You do look a little worn, yes. But right now I have about a million questions about what happened to you. Superman pulls Lois from the web and scoops her up into his arms. 
Well, maybe I can shed some light on the subject. <laughs> Superman streaks up from uh, streaks up one of the shafts of light. Lois in his arms. Exterior Daily Planet building roof night. Superman sets Lois down on the roof of the building. Hey, give me a sec, okay? Lois nods. Superman leaps into the air and is gone, leaving a sonic boom in his wake. <laughs> and Lois deafened. Yeah. <laughs> Exterior <laughs> space. Superman reaches the partially functioning, sparking Shadowcaster. He begins pushing the Shadowcaster, getting up some speed until he lets it go. It whips through space until it hits the surface of the sun and explodes. The device destroyed, sunlight pours through space and exterior Earth over the planet. Exterior Metropolis, day. Sunlight is everywhere, filling the streets. Exterior LexCorp building, day. Lex emerges from his building carrying two suitcases, both packed to the brim. Rushes towards his limo, looking up at the new dawn. Aruba. Aruba is always excellent this time of year. I'll always, I'll have all the documentation involving Brainiac destroyed while I get, while I down daiquiris in the dunes, offering a steady stream of I don't remembers. Hell, it worked for Reagan. Reference. <laughs> <laughs> and kids in the audience are like, "Who's Reagan?" <laughs> as as Lex reaches for the limo door, Superman lands in front of him. Lex shrieks. Ah! <laughs> Morning, Luther. Going somewhere? Aruba. Superman. Thank God that alien cloned me like a shit, like like a sheep. <laughs> like, a <What>? ship. <laughs> like a sheep. We finally, finally got, got that, that word out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and you and use my double to make it seem like we were in league. Reference. You get points for originality. Superman lifts Lex into the air. Exterior Daily Planet Building Day. On the ground, Superman lowers Lex into the midst of the police. Uh, All right, uh, that's it. I want this vigilante arrested now. On what charge? Endangering a public figure, harassment, whatever. I have a charge of my own officers against Mr. Luther. A charge of espionage against the world government. Luther utilized Brainiac for his own selfish gain and had further designs on governmental extortion. Unsubstantiated, gentlemen. Like you find like you find people, I was duped by that lying alien. While I do have suspicions that Superman himself was working in conjunction with Brainiac, I can assure you that there is zero proof that I was ever anything but an unwilling participant in Superman tosses the police the download the download disc from Jimmy. He disappears momentarily and returns in a flash with a laptop. Oh, here you can Here's a disc. Wait, let me get you something to play that on. <laughs> Which he hands over to the police. They pop the disc in and look from the because it wouldn't make sense for them to just happen to have a laptop handy. Like they can say, "Hey, John, him to give him the disc." Then, hey, Johnson, <laughs> uh, bring that laptop over here or something like that. You know, well, even in the computers they inside, computers in their cars. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they pop the they pop in the disc and look from the computer screen to Lex. Lex glares at Superman. I just wanted to let you know who beat you, boy. 
<laughs> Super Superman chuckles and takes off into the air. The police stare. Uh, stare down Lex angrily. Lex, re- Lex recoils. Exterior Metropolis Day. I, I do have to admit, I ha- I've been awake all night and I'm reading <laughs> lots and lots of dialogue. <laughs> Jimmy looks up and sees Superman winging his way toward the Daily Planet. Jimmy nods, smiling. I wonder if Mr. Kent will be back to work Monday. <laughs> Exterior <laughs> Daily Planet building day. Clark Kent walks in, walks out onto the roof where Lois has her arms outstretched, soaking up the sun. He offers her a tube of sunscreen. I'll bet he does. He might. He might. <laughs> You might want to apply some sunblock. You look like SPF 14. Pithy to the last. Lois spins into I don't know. (laughs) It's not pithy at all. (laughs) Lois spins into his arms. That was a good joke. Embracing him tightly, Clark hugs her. Right back. Pithy? Who uses that word anymore? Oh, God. I thought you were really gone. So did I. But I learned a few things. I know what keeps me here. <laughs> oh, this is so silly. <laughs> this is like the end of uh, what was it? Uh, was it He Man? They would always like talk about the moral of the story. Yeah. <laughs> Lois, I learned that knowing is half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> I know what keeps me here. I know what keeps me from doing. Keeps me doing what I do. What keeps me from accepting. What keeps me from accepting the grave? That was the eradicator. <laughs> it's you. I'm trying to be sincere, damn it. <laughs> it's you, Lois. Superman may look out for everyone, but he doesn't belong to the world. He belongs to you. Lois wells up. And you belong to me. I love you, Clark. Never leave me again. I won't, baby. I won't. <laughs> Jewel starts playing in the background. We're meant for me. <laughs> I was meant for you. I was waiting for more. Oh, <laughs> From now on, I'm going to be try to be. I'm going to try to be more man than super. Oh, Clark, are you still dwelling on Mount Rushmore? Forget what I said. That was before the maniacal robots from outer space killed you. Wait, wait, wait. You're going to let a small thing like that alter your opinion? You, Lois Lane? Hard-bitten journalist for the Daily Planet? See, that's one thing you have to learn, Smallville. A woman's allowed to change her mind at any given moment, especially after a bad week. Now kiss me, dead man, before I change my mind. That's... Must you always have the last word? That's got to be breaking like three laws, right? It's the worst dialogue <laughs> ever. <laughs> Lois is about to respond, but Clark kisses her instead, and everything goes back to normal in Metropolis. <laughs> Interior skull ship. Super smooch. The metal, the metal Brainiac symbol is picked up off the floor by a small metal hand. Elrond deposits the remnant into his circuitry and looks at the camera. Pat, you bastard, I'm not listening to you anymore. <laughs> this is my ship now. 
I know, I know, but I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> he whisks off and out through the hole in the roof. Fade to black. <laughs> the wow. end. Screw all of you meatbags that sat through this. <laughs> and I wondered, for years and years and years, I wondered, why didn't they ever make that movie? And then I read the script. <laughs> That's why they didn't make the movie. What I halfway through this was that I had always thought that Tim Burton was was like a douchebag for not using Kevin Smith's script. And now it's like, maybe Burton had the right idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You think? Yeah. Like, I mean, it, you know what? It, it's, this reminds me of... Um, uh, was it Valerian? Like you could see the like the nugget of good ideas of what could have happened, but just terrible dialogue and execution and plot and pacing and every other aspect. Of I how can they see this as being a like direct to DVD animated DC feature or something, <laughs> but I could not Those see this as a uh, major blockbuster motion it's picture. The, it's like a, it's like a cart- It's like an 80s cartoon. Yeah. It's straight up like an 80s cartoon. Well, apparently back in 2016, there were rumors going around that they wanted to make an animated version of this movie. And Smith was like, I haven't heard anything about this. And I wrote it 20 years ago, but yeah, cool. And obviously, nothing has happened. Well, and yeah. again, they, they, the stuff that was the worst about it, they could fix with better explanations for things. But at this point, oh, it's a guy in a super advanced talking piece of, <laughs> of a super sophisticated battle armor hmm, yeah. that morphs and changes time. shapes. And, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. It's too late. Miss the window. Because right. now he will only be Tony Stark's. Yeah, I think Tony we've uh, we've asked the audience to indulge us for long enough. <laughs> so I want to thank everybody for being here, Emily. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh, had fun. And uh, Shane, you as well. Thank you for being here. Yeah, no problem. I and you it. guys are welcome to come back anytime you want. Thanks. And uh, and Scott, thank you, sir. Oh God, am I still here? <laughs> can't remember the time we weren't doing this <laughs> what is what is life <laughs> all right virginia thanks for being here as well thank you i think this is the most people that we've ever had on the show at one time i think what, what we got seven on mic right now i think uh, so rick sir as always thank you very much it was fun. <laughs> and John, as always, sir. Yeah, man. And that's going to do it for this episode. Um, if you want to know where you can find more episodes of the show or how you can contact us, stay tuned. Announcer Nate will let you know momentarily. Thank you for listening and join us next time on Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast, when you might hear John say, uh, so I listened back to the first part of this, and uh, like when you said that, might hear John say, "I was like, okay, I don't, I don't, I didn't do anything," and then I had to find one, and it was actually it was really good. Um, so I did the same thing this time, and I've got two, but neither one is really good. So I've got two that are okay, so I'm gonna give you both of them. One, um, I think the phrase "red-blooded American" is a weird phrase because what else? What are your options? <laughs> <laughs> and second um, 
why isn't the plural of Smurf Smurfs? <laughs> Be sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can contact us by email at mail at cosmicpotato.com or send us a voicemail or text message to 205-642-8380. Help the show grow by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for joining us for Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast. So I went back to Warner Brothers and sat down with them, and they said, he, uh, we heard from him, he liked you, uh, we're going to hire you, you're going to move forward. <laughs> did he bring up the spider? <laughs> I said, he did, he brought up the spider, he tell you guys about the spider? They're like, every day with the f***ing spider. <laughs> I said, what should I do? They're like, just do it, but try not to call it a spider. Call it, can you call it something else? And I was just like, Thanagarian snare beast? And they were like, there, Go. I sit down with John, and John puts me in a chair, and he's got a couch in this huge f***ing living room. He lays down on the couch. Here we go, and I start reading. And uh, since it's Superman, you know, you tend to use the term Superman a lot. And I didn't want to keep doing that. It gets a little boring, so being a comic book fan, I changed it up. Called him Kal-El when he was on Krypton, you know, the man of tomorrow, man of steel, shit like that. So I'm reading the first few pages when he's on Krypton when he's a baby, because I have to redo the origin. And that's Kal-El this, Kal-El that, blah, 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 blah. He's like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Who, who the f*** is Kal-El? And I was like, Kal-El is Superman. He's going, all right, why? And I was like, that's his Kryptonian name. He goes, I'm like, Krypton's where he's from? He's like, right, 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 f***ing planet, boom. All right, all right. Go. You have a scene where Brainiac goes to the Fortress of Solitude, looking for Superman. Superman's dead at this point. I hope I didn't spoil the movie for anybody. So Brainiac's looking for him, the Fortress of Solitude, and something should happen there. There should be a big f***ing fight. I'm like, but Superman's dead at this point. He's like, I know, I know, but can't Brainiac fight something else up there? And I was like, well, like what? He's like, what about like Superman's guards, his soldiers? And I'm like, why? Why would Superman need guards? You know, he's, he's Superman. He's... And plus, it's called the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> Nobody's up there. And he said, well, Jesus Christ. He's going, how about, what about, where is it? Is it in the Antarctic? I said, yeah. He's like, what about polar bears? <laughs> and I was like, polar bears? He said, yeah, have them, have them fight some polar bears. Brainiac shows up. He's trying to get in the fortress. Polar bears come at him, and he just f***ing kills one, and one runs away. Because we don't want to piss off the PETA people. And I said, you want me to write a scene where Brainiac is razzling polar bears? And he says, yeah, you know anything about polar bears? And I said, no, I don't. He's like, polar bears are the fiercest killers in the animal kingdom. During this time, we have the premiere for Chasing Amy. I invite John, because I know this dude doesn't know anything about my work. In fact, I, I don't think anybody at Warner Brothers knows much about my work beyond having read the script for Chasing Amy. So I said, we're having this premiere for Chasing Amy. You want to come? And he said, yeah, yeah. And he showed up, and I talked to him the next day on the phone. I said, what would you think? He was going, interesting, interesting flick, which in Hollywood means I didn't like it at all. 
He's going, you know what I really like, though? He's going, the, the black guy, the gay black guy. I like that. I like that a lot. I like his voice. I said, yeah, yeah, Dwight, he's very funny. And he said, that's what we need in our movie. <laughs> and I was like, you want Dwight to be in the movie? I know he's going to be happy to do it. He said, no, we just need that voice. We need that, that character, somebody like him in our movie. Can't Brainiac have a sidekick? And I was like, yeah, I guess. And he said, give him a little robot sidekick and give him that dude's voice. I said, really? You want the the robot to sound like a gay black man? And he said, that's what this movie needs. And just a gay R2-D2. And at this point, the Star Wars movie was in re-release and it opened up that previous weekend, made like 30 million bucks and shit like that. And he had gone to see it again. So he was like, we need more shit like that in our movie. We need something, something that like, we can make toys of and shit like that, like Chewy. We need Chewy in this movie. And I was like, you want me to just f***ing write Chewy into the movie? <laughs> Superman razzling Chewy? And he said, no, but just something like that. Like maybe Brainiac has a dog and it's a little cute dog and we can make a toy out of it. Because that's what it's about. We've got to sell some toys off this movie. So I, that's what I need in this movie. I said, I don't really know if that's going to work. He said, don't tell me it's not going to work. I, I want my Chewy. And I was like, I got your f***ing Chewy right here. <laughs> Tim Burton and Nick Cage sign on based on my draft. Tim Burton, once he signs the deal, turns around and says, I'm going to bring on my guys to write the script. And the Warner Brothers guys were like, well, what about the script we're developing. And he said, I don't want to use that. I want to do my own script. Presumably a version of Superman where he has scissors for hands. <laughs> so they turn around and they tell me, like, Kevin, we're, we're kind of done. Tim wants to go another way with, with a new writer. And I was like, I'm, all right. You know, and I wasn't really that upset. I didn't feel because I'd worked on it for two drafts. And, like, they paid me a lot of money to do it. Like, I would have done it for free, but I didn't tell them that. But they paid me a bunch of money to do it. And it was just fun. Like, I got to work on Superman. I got incredible access into the DC archives and shit like that. And people would give me free Superman shit all the time because I was working on it. And then I got shit canned off and I started throwing Superman stuff away because who needs to be reminded? <laughs> but I was really reminded the next summer when I went to the movies and saw a movie that John Peters had produced and it was called The Wild Wild West <laughs> so I'm sitting in the theater watching the movie I'm like good lord this is a piece of shit <laughs> but then all of a sudden like a giant f***ing spider shows up <laughs> 